Blog Talk Radio. Oh, be should know be on 
morning and welcome to the Scoop Radio Show. This is Winfrey Burns, your co-host, and I'm glad that you are with us tonight. I'm excited about tonight's show. We got a lot going on tonight. We got a lot of great conversation, and we want you to be a part of it. So tonight we've got news. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. It's a lot going on, and we need to. Get, we're going to get into tonight uh, in the news. Then, of course, we're going to get into our topic tonight. Our topic for tonight is uh, transitioning from dating to marriage. Um, so we want to definitely dive into that. Then, of course, tonight we got our hot topic uh, that Kells is going to um, give us tonight from the Scoop Nation. And then, of course, we're going to close it out with uh, the fire starter herself. We have Passion Talk with Miss Cicely Victoria. So we got a great, of course, we got good music uh, and everything else. So, um, as always, let me kick this off by saying, What's up to my people? But before I do that, let me remind you, if anybody has any questions or any comments, all you got to do is call us at 929-477-2304 and press the number one if you got a question or comment. That's 929-477-2304. So let me say what's up to my people real quick, and then we're going to get kick this party off right. So what's going on, Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kitten? Where is my song? Listen, I was getting there. Curvy kitten. Look, how are you going to be demanding? So demanding. <laughs> I done spoiled your butt now. You're talking about the where's my song? Look at you. Right. Uh, bring my intro music in, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I am, I am doing good. Still kind of fighting this cold, so... If y'all hear me hacking a little bit, bear with me. But um, yeah, doing great. Ready to get get this show on the road. Yeah, we got we got some good stuff to talk about tonight. Your boy, your boy, your, look, your, your your boy, as Rashad would say, has been uh, what you say, Trump, Trump Saconian has been acting up. So we got to, your boy has been real Trump Saconian this week. Yeah, your boy has been acting up, so we gonna we gonna definitely talk about that. Tonight, so but what's going on, Cuzzo? How you doing, man? Cooling, man, cooling. Good, good, good. You ready? You ready for the night? I'm ready for the night. Ready for the month, man. Tippy toeing into a busy one, so here we go. Yeah, you do. Right, well, let me say, and Q, you good? Miss Shaquille Willis. Wait, hold on. Let me. A fella gets by design. You good? I am. I am currently running, but. I'm mobile, but I'm in the thing. I'm I'm real good. I'll be live shortly for those waiting on the live. I will be tuning in here momentarily. <laughs> yeah, we're in the thing. Ready for tonight's show. You know your people waiting on you. Bro, like I'm like, let me at least call in and let them know I'm coming. <laughs> I told the baby, be quiet real, real quick. Y'all be real quiet. I'm turning the air on. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, my bad, man. I, I was doing the uh, talking to myself dance. 
And I was really going in. I said, no, no, no. We're going to start with your boy. We're going to start with your boy. You can start with my boy. Okay, so we're going to start with Daddy Ball. And Daddy Ball is back at it again. So Daddy Ball decides that he's going to pull Baby Ball out of high school a week after, you know, the FBI thing started. Now, I, I do like to play with Kasteri's a little bit, but this has not been unearthed and said that this is really why. But I personally believe, excuse me, I personally believe he pulled that boy out of high school because even though folks are saying, you know, it's okay for him to have told on what the, the major sneaker dealers are doing and whatnot, the, like the past two weeks of the stories that I've been talking about with the shoes. Um, mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball has kind of been running his mouth, what we call snitching on the streets. And, you know, people are saying that it's okay for him to have, you know, told what he told. But this is the problem. Um, He's already made it to where he's going. His brother is already on his way to where he's going because he's at UCLA already. So to take anything from him now is kind of like how. And then the younger brother gets pulled out of high school to be homeschooled. I'm looking at all this as if Big Bro is running his mouth, so now the kids in high school don't have a leak, a dealer that's coming through there and offering them money and shoes and all this. Now that party is over, and kids are back to being this regular high school basketball player where your mama got to spend all the money to send you somewhere, your daddy got to spend all the money to send you somewhere. I believe that there's a good hot amount of kids out there that's really hot at the ball family right now and probably want to fight one of them little boys. And, I mean, it, it it only makes a good amount of sense. You, With him and a little bit of talking that they done done, they've taken that dirty spoon out of, like, thousands of kids' mouths. But uh, have y'all seen anything on this? Uh, I know it's kind of out there in the news, but have y'all been following them at all? So I have a question yeah. on this because I read this article when you posted it for us earlier, and I want—I did—I'm not familiar with um, when you say he's snitching. What did the ball? What, what did they say in connection to the scandal that's happening? Because since we've been talking about it here on the show, I've been lightweight following the whole scandal thing, but I hadn't come across his name coming in that. So for those of us who haven't been following it from the beginning or don't know that connection, I might have more input have I, you know, if I know what you mean by that. Absolutely. What he said, like, so, how is he snitching? Now, now this, ain't, this wasn't a, a, a trying to troll WB thing. This honestly happened like this. I was watching the football game, and then on the bottom of it, it had the little ticker, college football. College football. You can put that in the street. College football. So it was coming across the ticker, across the bottom, and it said Lonzo Ball talking to, and he said he was telling them that he had shoes, he was getting stuff, they get, they give his friends stuff, and it was all like a competition to see who was going to be able to score him to a school, score him to a shoe deal. You know, he was saying, yeah, we got comfortable with this kind of living. You know, they do this all the time. Basically kind of just letting them know what goes on. I mean, I'm sure oh, wow. he had to think he had to think of it as being snitching. Um, but yeah, he's basically letting it be known. Okay. And I don't know if that's because his dad is asking him to do this or was it on his own tippy toeing in the street? I don't know. But I don't see that as right at all. But uh Kill, what you think? I mean, I haven't really been 
following closely, but you know, sometimes I enjoy a good conspiracy. And it seems it just seems odd for him to make that move. Um, whatever, there's rumors of him snitching, so. And he's only a junior, I believe, in high school, so he'd have to be yeah. sitting at home two years, and then also bringing in the uh, bringing this in there because it's like a big ball of stuff. He really may not even be able to go to co- this is the younger brother I'm speaking of. He really may not even be able to play collegiate basketball because of the way his family is setting up business right now. They may end up having to ship him off to Italy or something and let him play overseas and then bring him back. Because they're dabbling too much into professionalism that the little boy mm-hmm. isn't going to be able to play college you basketball. You can't say he hasn't been touched by that. You cannot say, yep. in all honesty, that that baby ain't been touched by all that that's going on with his big brother. And, uh, yeah, I he's, already been they on, made it he's already been on wrestling. They took the little baby boy on wrestling, and he hasn't done anything yet. But that enough is, like, you know what I mean, kind of star status in him and putting him in arenas where, you know, now – He's not really uh, a collegiate athlete. He's already a star type deal. And I mean, those are weird rules and kinks and twerks that come out of NCAA, which eventually should and would probably be changed. But as we're speaking about it right now, it's not going to work. Cuzzo, hmm. what you think about your boys and them? So I'm going to say this. I think that this, um, this is one that I shake my head like, dude, what are you doing? Um, like, what, what are you doing? I, I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I've been, y'all, I've been riding with them, and I still ride with them on the business aspect. Um, but I think that for, I think that was, again, I don't necessarily, when we talked about this, I didn't necessarily have a huge issue with his comment about um, what was going on. Because what his comment was, was, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Um, they used to come to me uh, and my wife, because they they coach they have an AAU team they used to come to us mm-hmm. all the time trying to get us saying that you know we'll buy your jerseys we'll buy you know give your kids shoes we'll do all of that kind of stuff but once they figured out that he said me and my wife we got jobs we don't need that so once they figured out that Lavar wasn't wasn't down with that they stopped coming around those that that's what he said and so to me I didn't have an issue with him saying that. Because, again, this was something that was common knowledge. This isn't something that was like he unearthed something that nobody knew. The FBI was already in in the middle of this. It was already something that was going on. He didn't name any names from what the article says. Um, so you know, now where I shook my head at is um, I am try- is, is, is the taking the son out of school. Um, because to me, it makes it look like either A, you couldn't protect them, or B, like you, you're just trying to do something just again. You're just doing something. Like, what is really the point of a kid who's already got a scholarship, who's already, you know, his his future is set. His college, his collegiate future is already, already set. So now it's saying you're going to pull him out so you can train him for the next two years? Like, just pure come stupidity. On, <laughs> come on. Like, again, and I, not, again, from what I know, I don't think he's, a, you know, he's got a any type of teaching degree or nothing like that. So what's the point? Like what really is the point? So I don't know. I just, I just kind of, I just, I shook my head at this one. Like, I don't know about this one. That's the best I could. Like, I, I don't know about this. One. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. You know, I don't know. That's all I can say. It's just not smart. I don't see the real point. To be just perfectly honest, I just don't get it. And the mama's team, all of these decisions, or I don't. It, I don't think that super matters. Honestly, I don't think is gonna really be with us. Because <clears throat> I'm really shocked that she. You know, we're usually the ones that's advocating. Oh uh, no, we I dug today and I found out some news about the mother that I had I mean, I kinda lightweight knew but didn't really know. And this is also mm-hmm. the other side of the coin as to why people love him so much. Right. The mom exactly. had a stroke. And yeah, supposedly exactly. he either has a YouTube channel or a Facebook channel where he kinda shows himself going through the motions of doing the daily work of taking care of her. Mm. Right. So there's yeah, so a loving got side the to the dude. So let, me, let me throw that in the street. There's a loving side to the dude that isn't being advertised as much as the greed, pompous, bounce around, I'm better than you, dad. Well, he's not super so, showing us that either. So. Yeah, not at all. But I, I will say, <laughs> well, he shows I've heard he shows it from many different show. mountaintops that he does that. So I will retract some of my hate. I take some he back. But uh, he's still a greedy care. dude. Yeah, he's ready, and and that's why I say part of me says he's doing a lot of this for publicity because he has since she she had a stroke. I want to say in February, if I remember correctly. Oh, so and, this is um, recent. Yeah, yeah, she had a stroke in like mm. February. It was like been, right before one of their deals, wasn't it? Yeah, he's been taking. Wasn't care it right of her before something? They was about to do something, and she had a stroke, and it kind of threw things yeah. off. Like was it like right before a signing yeah. or right before a reveal or something? Oh, like wow. It was like a workout. It was like a workout or something, like one of the kids' workouts or something like that. But and then he, you know, and then the boys, you know, they show in there where like the boys are trying to help, and he's like, "No, y'all go ahead and be kids. I'll take care of your mom. It's my wife. I got her." So, I mean, he shows. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's more to this dude than what he's showing. Then again, that's why I say it. a lot of this to me is just simply ratings. He's doing this because again, this is the quickest way to get on television and it's working. He's trying to get on television. He's trying to get people to see what he's, you know, sell his shoes and get on all of these shows for free. And that's what he's done. The man is in the Washington Post. He's in every newspaper from Fox to ESPN to CBS to NBC to TV. He's been on all of them for free. Like he ain't paid for none of this stuff. All of this is free advertising for him. And then Facebook comes and gives him a show, and they're paying him for that. Again, he's making money doing this. So that's what I'm necessarily with with the method, but I I understand what he's trying to do from a business perspective. But this move is dumb, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. So it's fair to say then train getting pulled out of high school so you can go on and train him up and show him how to be a Burns? Uh, you know what? I might say I would never homeschool him because, I mean, there are some definite benefits to homeschooling, but I'm not pulling them, you know. So I'm not saying I would never do it, but I'm not, you know, I don't foresee it. Again, I think my son goes to an excellent school, so, you know, as long as I don't get any issues like that, out. you know. I don't see any issues. Now, before I, I swap out, what do you think about the uh, the conspiracy in it? Do you think it had anything to do with him protecting his son from getting beat up by other kids in school? Because, like, let's be honest. There are a lot of kids that no longer get this, this deal that we're talking about, which 
seems like a bad thing, but you know how many kids are really taken care of through this? Like, honestly, like how many kids look forward to this and they don't have it at all anymore because this kid made it and now he wants to take it from everybody else? Yeah, but it's still illegal. So, I mean, I think that's the problem. Yeah, don't make it. Don't make it not snitch worthy. That's pretty much no, what really I, makes I, I it all the way snitch worthy. I agree. I'm just. I think we established last week that it's it's still wrong and it still doesn't need to be in sports. So, I mean, we can't on the one hand say that it's wrong and then you know I can't. It's it's still wrong. So again, I get it. Yeah. Like I told y'all, if you if you offer the average person a hundred thousand dollars, that's gonna completely change the you know their life. If you say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you hundred thousand dollars," and school, and has to to, <laughs> yeah, and your and your right. kid has to just go to, to, to Louisville. It's like, shoot, you go to Louisville. Go. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to Louisville then. Right, he was going to so Louisville old. anyway. He was gonna go. You know, they got a good program. Bet, let's go. Give me the money, tax free. Okay. I'm telling you, in an envelope, all twenties. <laughs> now I can take you to Bill. <laughs> I just man, I couldn't even imagine like getting pulled to the side. Like, look here, man, we just need you to go on and talk to Georgetown and tell them that you're willing to come. You don't, I mean, you don't really have to go. Just show a lot of interest in them. So we want to rack this money up real quick so that we can get Syracuse to say yeah. Like what? <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's the dirty game, and it's getting peeled. But like I said I'm sure it's a lot of high school kids not happy. Um, moving forward, since you already threw it in the air, let's go with Mr. Trumpsonian himself. Fresh off the trip to Puerto Rico, young man decides to tell them at least y'all didn't have the damage that Katrina had. Be happy that only 16 of y'all are gone. And then he also told them that Puerto Rico is a warp on his pocket. So he's not doing very well with the microphone in Puerto Rico. And as always, in 45 fashion, he doesn't understand what he did wrong. Anybody else been keeping up with 45 and his shenanigans? I saw him throwing the paper towels at the people today, which was not a good look. Oh, he was throwing paper towels at people. Bro. Oh, my God. It was terrible. He he had like he was at a table. Okay, so you know they're doing the 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 disaster relief and everything. So they're at a table Mm -hmm. in this big room where all the people are, and he's got people directly in front of him, like arms length in front of him, on back in the room, and he's got this table of all these supplies next to him. Well, instead of doing the hand to hand where you have the comp, you have the the item, you hand the item to the person that you're trying to help. You shake the hand, you give the contact, and you move on. This idiot, takes it upon himself to lob paper towels to the people in the crowd, like they're freaking t-shirts at a Thunder game or something, like they're party favors. He's like lobbing <laughs> paper towels and rice across to the people in the, dude, it was terrible. It was terrible, and it was just embarrassing to look at this man. Like, what president does that? Like, what? person coming to do aid decides that, yeah, I'm going to lob the paper towels to the people in the back. Like, it's just, it frustrated me so bad to see that, but then it, on the flip of that, it didn't shock me in any way, because he was Trump. Like, I expected him to make a spectacle of it, and he did not disappoint at all. With his at words, all. with his actions, he did not disappoint. But yeah, that's what he was doing I can't with the paper believe, though, this man told these <clears throat> 16 people died. Y'all should be happy. Yeah, that was, was it. Yeah. 
like sixteen versus thousands. Yeah. And why even go? Like, why would you even go? Like what? I can't mm-hmm. believe that folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, excuse me, I'm sorry, Fred. No, you can say that. This is this is causing <laughs> this is causing me to go over budget. Like really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Really? What did he call him? A blip on his budget or something like that? Or really? It was it was something he called him. I mean really? a warp on my butt. <laughs> Did he, I'm like, really? Is that what? Hmm. Who, I'm yeah. like, who? who? Sh- you, I'm going to steal a thought from, 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 I just, oh, now I'm to the point now where I hear stuff like that. I always, I can't help but go, but had this been Obama, <laughs> y'all would have been, mm. y'all, oh my God. he would have been every name in the world, and, he'd have been in peace. <sighs> He'd have been gone by now. Yeah. Like, come on. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's real in the field. They'd have been trying to burn crosses on the White House lawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, come on, bro. This is re- that's really yeah. how you go over there and handle business on behalf of the Ridiculous. United States, huh? Right. We don't oh, my budget out of whack. That's what it was, throwing my budget out of whack. I knew it was something, because when I read it, I cracked up. Like, there's no way this comic skit said this. Like, dude is a walking comic book. It's bad when you make George W. look smart. If you can make George W. look smart, we're not problem. Because George W. had to be the dumbest piece of gum underneath a gym shoe you could ever find. And, like, this dude right here is taking the cake. Like, he's like a now later stuck on the bench. Like, bruh, are you really that bright? Like, goodness. <laughs> That's your man's. That's your boy. <laughs> Look, I claim the bar, but I can't claim him. No. He can't have a rent a big man shirt? <laughs> He can have one, but uh, he can have one. I don't know who's gonna rent them. Nobody rent them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rent a big man, the orange edition. Right. Let me see. What else we want to roll in? Uh, We can rag him all night. Let's go with. Speaking of president, a better president just celebrated his 25th <laughs> wedding anniversary. <laughs> My president, since right. I'm still in 44, is celebrating <laughs> his 25th. So shouts out to Mr. Obama and Ms. Obama. There we go. Um, yeah, there's How about this one for a coin flip? The juice is loose. Yes, he is. The juice is loose. Here's the funny part. <laughs> States are being on who don't want out. him, though. How about that? States are saying that they don't want the juice in their state. Mm-hmm. Air foul. No. Do they have a safe? I mean, right. I guess <laughs> not, but at the same time, if you can make a news story about it, somebody got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a news story. 
Talking about Florida told him no. Like, we don't want you in Florida. Like, the whole Florida? You don't want me in your state? Like, no, we don't want you here, period. Don't pull up anywhere in here, please. Now, what do you think about how Boyer responded to that, though? Fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. I thought it was kind of fair as well. I, Although, you know, me being who I am, I probably wouldn't have used the profanity that he, that yeah, he chose. Right, right. But the sentiment was the same. Like, I have to co-sign where yeah. he was coming from because, like, who asked you? You know what I mean? You don't have any bearing. For, for those of you who didn't, who haven't had a chance to catch up yet, he basically told her, like, who are you? You don't make this decision. This has nothing to do with you. This has this goes between Nevada Correctional System and Florida Correctional yeah. Department of Corrections, however that goes. Like, attorney generals have no bearing on where this man goes. Like, no one sent for you. Several seats. He basically <laughs> shut it completely down and was not here for anything that they had to say. And at the end of the day, they just kind of had to be like, well, I guess we really don't have anything to say about it. We just, with all that's been going on, we just really don't want him here. Well, okay. Thanks. You know, it, it was really, it was really out of line. It was really unnecessary. The, the comment in itself, like who asked you? Um, so yeah, I, I, I co-signed, honestly. The profanity was one I could have I would have left out, but that's just me. But considering you know, no one asked her anyway. So you kinda oh. get when you come in when you put your nose and stuff it has nothing to do with you. Nobody asked her what she thought about that. <laughs> we don't want him here. Kill? Uh, I mean, I I feel the same way. Like his sentiment is exactly I'm not a um, OJ fan, um, but yeah, who are you? Like, <laughs> he could even hold that in. They probably caught him off guard, like when Westbrook said, Y'all <laughs> ninjas tripping. <laughs> <laughs> like, it probably just caught right. him off guard, like, a <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I think that was a, I think that was an honest reaction, and, um, you know, embarrassing too. Sit down. Be humble. Yep. <laughs> up. I'm with them. I agree. Like, I mean, he did his time. I mean, I hey, what else can he? What else can we do? At the, what else can they do at this point? And I love to always add. This man was in jail for stealing back his own stuff. Not for doing the murder. He was in jail for stealing back a statue of his own face. Can you imagine going to jail with your own face in your hands talking about, I didn't steal it back? Like, how am I stealing me? Like, bruh, first of all, how did they get it out of the Hall of Fame? Let's start there. How did you get a Hall of Fame bus out of the front door of the Hall of Fame just willy-nilly? Right. (laughs) Was it removed when they, when they didn't get to find him as a murderer? I don't know. Like, I mean, that's like I the said, first I, thing I, I want to know. That. What's the story of how the, the bust even got out of the Hall of Fame for somebody to have it in their hands yeah. in a hotel room for OJ to bust in and say, so you here with my stuff? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> yeah, from my understanding, it was a bunch of collectible stuff, not just his. It was a bunch of people's different stuff, and they told him that it was his. So he he said he wanted his stuff back. 
So, like, it was a collect. The dude was a collector, from my understanding. So. But but the truth be told, we know really what that was about. Let's be clear. We know we know what it was about. Again, to, 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 get, to get to get um, the initial sentence was minimum of nine, maximum of eighty. Come on now, we know what that was. About. But y'all, and I, right. and I'm, not, I'm not saying. I ain't never heard of an 80 years. I ain't never heard of 80 years for stealing, especially not your own stuff. Because technically, the answer to that is they mad at the juice because he didn't call the cops to do it as opposed to he was the cops, basically. I'm going to be my own police. And that's his illegal. And they was looking at 80 years for that. Come on, James. You know what it was about. Oh, good. <laughs> Welcome back, Juice. You better stay home, boy. Better stay home. Right. I love you some melanin. Okay. They're going to get you some melanin. That's some Lowry season salt, player. OJ better go straight to the grocery store. Get a do-rag. OJ better, uh-uh. better, better find him the nearest church, become a preacher, and give him and do a Nicki Minaj. You love Juice for a little while. <laughs> Be quiet. Hey. Come sit down somewhere. Look, if he really wants OJ to, need to find the first him. girl with a name that can't be pronounced and make him make her his woman. Like He's something. Sexy. And it got to end in Katika or something like that, so we know. Ain't and they got the question. OJ. No, OJ that made it across many, many lands. Ain't no OJ finna live a quiet, lonely life. <laughs> Nobody or rental okay. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I don't agree with that because OJ, I'm gonna tell you, so OJ still got got about 20 million somewhere. So I think OJ gonna somebody gonna check for OJ. You still got some juice? You think you think you oh, still yeah. got? OJ got. Some oh money. yeah, the cup's still full. Oh, the cup is full. You better believe the cup is full. Ain't no way. I'm running as far away as I can. Oh yeah. The juice got a dollar. I, that I ain't never counted against. I know the juice got a dollar. Because they ain't never heard nothing about juice having a dollar problem. That was never <laughs> juice problem. Hello, yeah, he got off got murder. Money. You know what kind of money you got to have to do that? OJ Snoop money. As far as I knew, OJ, Snoop was the only person got away with murder. <laughs> OJ got money, period. They, that's why he in what? Florida. Look, that's why he's in Florida. True, he don't want to pay the taxes. OJ ain't stupid. That's smart. That True. is smart, Juice. That's smart, Juice. No income tax? Shoot. That's smart, Juice. Move my state to Florida right. if I got to go to jail. But yeah. You're funny. All right. All we right. Got music. Come on, let's go. Here we go, man. So, song of the night from me. And my good friends at Cool Kids Entertainment, look out for us in the streets. We're going to be throwing parties for you. We have Bye 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 by Big Rob Clay. Shouts out to Big Rob. Hey, hey, frat brother. I know you can't that.
we have to then cover certain bases, like the checklist changes, so to speak. Um, so we wanted to talk about different ways to prepare for that. Um, <clears throat> we did some prompts earlier today where I posted some things, and I know Wim posted some things earlier today in the group that I kind of want to um, touch on, and because I think we started to have some really good conversations, and I wanted I want to dig into that. So as I'm scrolling, looking for <laughs> my posts and the many many posts that we've had going on today, um, um, I know that I asked just first off because this is one of the biggest. Um, kind of aha moments that I had was what was something that your role models, um, whether and this is men or women, kind of told you what were the nuggets that we were given in our youth that we found out whether whether it's you don't have to be married to have this to, to even answer to this. What were the ideals or the guidelines that were given to you from your role models um, in preparation for marriage? Um, what were they? And after you've gotten into this adulting thing and have dated for a while, potentially married, engaged, had almost married type situations, how accurate was that advice? Or were those little, you know, things that we were told as we were coming up? So I'll start with myself. Um, I was told to always make sure that I have money. I would, my mama calls it, honey, don't have no uh what is it, honey, I don't have any money, money, okay? So it's like when all of the money is spent and all the bills are paid and all that, you always have a little tuck back that's your, honey, I don't have no money, money, like, you know, and that's your take care of yourself money. Um, she was, I was also always taught what ladies were, oh, thank you, baby, um, what ladies do. Being a lady was always a big thing, and there was a long list of stuff that qualified for being a lady. Like a man who's looking for a wife is looking for a lady that can do X, Y, Z, yes, Eunice, <laughs> no money, honey, yes. Um, a woman who can um, come in, and she's, she's a lady, she takes care of the home, she's not embarrassing out in front of people, you know, she does this, that, or the other thing, like there was that. And, you know, my dad also gave you the, the normal things. You know, he wants a good girl. He don't want a hot girl. You know, he did the daddy stuff. But, um, you know, no you know, girl. Rashad, you know what you, if you, you know, you things that you would be telling your munchie, Rashad, that's what my daddy told me, like, for real, for real. So um, those were the things that I kind of took into what I thought a marriage was supposed to be like and what I thought me as a wife needed to be. Um, a lot of it was accurate. Um but I don't think it was com as complete as it needed to be. It was given to me from the parental perspective where it also kind of kept them covered. So, um, and as a parent, I get it, but I also see how it can hinder um, a child or a person, especially going into adulthood and wanting to date. So fast forward to real-life situations. I asked in the group about um, these things that I got some responses, and I think the one that I that I really, that made me chuckle, and I thought, yep, this is kind of the heart of this question, was I believe it was Nic uh, Nicolin who had said that her grandmother told her, make sure that his quarter can cover your dime. Things like that were, and I said, ooh, that's a Grammy saying. She said that's something that her grandmother mm -hmm. told her, and I said, I absolutely believe it. That is a Grammy saying right there. Um, so those are things that we can sometimes take into our thought processes of how we think um, we should transition and how we should prepare ourselves for um, marriage. That's our checklist that we make. But <clears throat> now that I've been married, I've had conversations with other married couples, 
with women and men alike that have been engaged and it didn't quite get to the altar for one reason or the or another. Um, divorced people, like a wide variety of individuals who are involved in relationships. And they have all said that so much of what they were told was so inaccurate. And it was the wrong stuff. We were learn. We were trying to focus on the wrong stuff. So when that, that's kind of where I'm, I'm, I'm segueing. So go ahead, and I want to go around before we move in and see what you all have as far as what were you told by your role models, um, as far as how to best transition yourself uh, or prep yourself for for a wife or a husband. When are you trying to talk? Uh, I'll go last. <laughs> no, I ain't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Okay, I was asking before I moved into the whole transition part. I wanted to get the basis and get you all, uh, give you all a, a chance to answer that. Like, what were you all told from your role models coming up regarding how to pre- best prepare yourself for a mate? Um, you know, for marriage in general. What were some of the things that your role models told you guys? Well, my um, this is Kels. My, I, I don't think I really remember. Um, the most is probably the, the one thing that stands out the most is one of my older cousins telling me he needs. She was like, "Girl, you better make sure he can meet or beat it. He can meet meet what you have or beat what you have." And I mean, I I never forgot it. I didn't I didn't know her that well. Um, you know, I met her later on in life, and we had like a four hour conversation on the phone because everybody says we're um, twins and. I never met her. I remember her, and that's the that's one of the first things she ever told me, and I still remember it. That had to be, I mean, that was shoot thirty years ago, and uh, so that's probably the most profound thing. Um, that's 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 a pretty good one. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna stick with that one. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what was one thing I was taught to prepare myself for before I get into something serious? Uh, oh yeah, the one that sticks out in my mind, and that just because it's funny to me, but I mean it makes sense in the long term. Uh. Make sure you enjoy yourself to the fullest before you sit down and tie yourself down. Get you a two-seater, just hit the highway and let the wind slap you in the face. Go to the top of the sky rise. Live there. Just chill like a bachelor for a little bit before you go do the whole tie-down dance. Don't just go dive in. That's something I like. Who taught you that? Who taught you that? Source ain't gonna be told because like I'm not putting my source in the street. Well, if you want to tell on him, I will too. Your daddy said that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell on your daddy since you gonna tell on him. You said it sounded real familiar when. <laughs> That's an underwear chronicle right there. That just sounds like something he would say. That's why. <laughs> underwear chronicles right there. I listen. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to um, get my live in real quick before I go to you, Wynn, because I know you and I can go back and forth for 
for a good little while. Mark says, uh, Mark Anthony, thank you for watching and, and listening this week, by the way. Um, he says, I was told to make sure my wife followed the same belief system as I did. In other words, don't be unequally yoked. Yes, I know a lot of us hear that. Um, and, and spirituality is huge for us um, as a culture, so I know a lot of us came up with that. Um, he also says that he was told to have a uh, both a joint account and separate bank accounts. Yep. Um, AJ says, AJ Harris says, my daddy just told me to never shack because if a man really loved you, he would marry you. I'm sure somewhere down my line told me that as well. <laughs> practice. <laughs> right. Yeah, practice. Eunice says, uh, practice. <laughs> okay. Um, Eunice says that her grandmother says that, you, that he should court you always, even after becoming your husband, and that you can't have a solid relationship unless you go through something, meaning that trials will come in and out of marriage, but how you respond to it is what will make it last. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that that that's the stick through it, you know. Yeah, Eunice, I'm here for that answer completely. Yes, Nicolin, Grammy made there. She sure did. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, lots of good good responses from our live here. When what aside from making sure that your your hair blows in the wind and you get to ride with your top down, what else were you told? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm a. I, you know what I think. Uh, I can't, you know, I don't really, I'm going to be honest, I really don't remember a lot of the stuff in that area that that he told me. Um, To be honest, I don't. Uh, But let me see. So from my, from my uh, feed, I've got, um, I asked the question, what were some of the, what were some of the difficult things um, that in their transition, a couple of transitions, somebody says compromise and communications were their biggest, were their biggest issue. Some said that uh, they had uh, five. They've been married five years, and they had more women friends than women friends and homies. And they didn't have she didn't want, uh, and didn't want to have my lady feeling some kind of way. So I slowly but surely cut the distance and communication with those ladies. Um, he also said compromise. I was very selfish, um, and it was my way or the highway. Now I've had to learn to watch Lifetime own some church concerts and plays and. Experience. In exchange uh, for she's become a basketball and baseball uh, watcher, he said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on football. Um, somebody else said, yeah, Daniel said four years, and she's had to learn how to compromise, uh, become a we and not just me anymore. He said, writing my new last name. Rashad said six years, and the transition from dating to marriage was pretty easy because we knew what we were getting into. We didn't have different expectations of one another. Just because we were getting married, we live by those same principles as we dated. Monogamy, compromise, communication are all things we did prior to getting married. Uh, Toria says, uh, learning how to speak to each other. Um, Jean says, learning what it meant to love Christ, love as Christ loves the church. Now I'm gonna say something. That every time I hear that, when I always laugh when I hear when I hear men say that, just I just want y'all to know that um, that's actually pretty funny to me. Um, Let's see. T- Tanisha says, um, I had to learn how to cook a few dishes and how not to always give my opinions. Still working on that when God ain't done it yet. Uh, Darian says, we married 15 years. Um, things that we, we are fighting, uh, things we think are worth fighting about really are not. Learn, uh, learning to adjust priorities. Um, so seriously, if we, have, if we have real third world problems, 
uh, then we would really have worries. Eric says that he's been married 22 years. He's learning how to handle and how to handle and balance, um, how to communicate. He likes he's, mm-hmm. he likes to be quiet, and uh, especially when he's stressed or upset about something. And she's more talkative and more expressive. It's an ongoing balancing act between introvert and extrovert. Um, let's see. Understanding how to listen without objections. Woo, Lord Jesus, Eba. Um, <laughs> that's a tough Jeez. one. Uh, and so <laughs> that's a tough one. So it's all kinds of stuff. how to deal with Vietnam vet with PST with PST PSTD PTSD. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, PTSD. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ronnie says that uh, they've been married ten years. The first year of thinking uh, uh, nothing would change because of marriage and to keep everything separate. Uh, Jeff says married twenty five years. I thought this one was good. 25 years and learn how to be vulnerable and trusting that my wife would not abuse that vulnerability. I thought that was big. That was beautiful. Um, Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, I I asked him, I said, I'd like to hear more about how he did that. He said, being vulnerable as a man has more to do with our pride and our inability to trust that when you're open enough to lay the pride down, it actually it actually makes you stronger, not weaker. It takes a special caring and loving woman to see it, embrace it, and see how important uh, it is to the longevity of the relationship. It's a little easier for women to be vulnerable, depending on the level of hurt in their past, to past to put themselves out there like that. But when we respond to it with love and care as well, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so, who yep. said that? Jeff Newton. That was Jeff Newton. Shout out to Jeff. Yes, come through, Jeff, for the one time. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you got me throwing stuff at my screen. Because, like, we don't discuss that part of it enough. Because, you know, if you notice, I'm not sure if you have other live comments to, to read or not, but I want to kind of, this was good. Because if you'll notice, a lot of the men who respond to this question always come from the provider space from the protector space, which is great. That's what we're told. We're told as women to go look for the provider, the protector. He's got to be this big, strong man that can come through and fix stuff. Well, we don't explain to our young men enough how the other side of women work to the point where they need to know that it's okay to allow us to take care of, not to take care, to take on that part, that vulnerability with your woman is perfectly okay. It's the most healthy way for you to do that because in the space that you two share is your most protective space to be vulnerable. Now, I completely understand that this has not been the experience with a lot of men, Um, even some men who have really good relationships with their wives. Now, this might not have been how – their vulnerability relationship started. Like it may not have always been um, a positive experience for them, but there is so much to having both people understand the trust that's given to be vulnerable and to have that other person trust you with them in their vulnerable space. So I'm really, really, I'm thankful that he put that comment there and then further, you know, really dug into that for you so that other men could read that because that is key. More relationships, I think, would have fewer communication issues if both people understood the necessity to be vulnerable and then to be protective of the 
other person while in that place. Like that's when you put all of your extra shields up for them because they have let theirs down. Like, thank you for that. Like that was clutch. I'm super here for that comment. Shout out to just for that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kelly, let me Kelly, let me ask you this question. So, as a single woman, mm-hmm. what are some of the things? Even though I know you said you gave what you were taught, what are some of the things now that you think, um, like, have to be talked about or gone, you know, before you move into into marriage with somebody? It's so much. Like, I'm sitting there trying to think. Um, I think just uh, future. Um, goals, wants, and and needs like being candidly brought up and um, brought forth once you know that it's something serious. Um, I think people keep the mask on too long. Um, and I, hey, I, I have to scold myself sometimes. I think I've I've done it too because we, when you're taught that you're supposed to look for certain things or that a man is going to be looking for certain things so long growing up and then you don't, you know, you don't reach and you start panicking and you're like trying to remember everything and it does, you lose yourself. It's not that you're trying to, you know, have a mask, but I think sometimes we lose ourselves. So if people could take the mask off earlier and just talk about, I mean, anything that, you know, you really want in life besides just the romance part, Mm-hmm. I think that that's something tough that people just don't do, especially when you're nope. smitten. Don't nothing matter but the birds and the trees and the flowers. I mean, the birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees, that's all that matters. So mm-hmm. that's probably... And anybody who negative is hating. Anybody who even brings up the possibility that it might not work or what is it, we get the same yeah. face and we don't even entertain the fact that our love, our boo, babe, could ever, you know, and I think we said our, you know, we turn off a lot of that wisdom um, mm-hmm. when we are in those rose-colored glasses spaces. Yes, yes, <laughs> the birds and the bees, the flowers and the trees. Amen. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all we want to discuss. That's it. Yeah. Rose-colored. What you say? What calls the rose-colored glasses. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Speaking of the tough stuff that we don't always want to talk about, um, <clears throat> I asked earlier today, what are some things that we should talk about between um, fiance and get to kind of have an understanding of prior to getting married? And this is what, um, these are some of the questions that I posted, and then I had some responses that came back, so I'm going to share some of those. Um, five questions to ask or know before marriage. These are these were some of my five. These were my five. What differences do I love now but may find grating in five years? How do we individually and collectively handle stress? How do we handle conflict? And how could we better how could we be better about it? Is there something that I'm expecting to change? And how compatible are we in our money styles and how will we handle finances once married? Um those were my five, and I'll post them um, in the link, I mean, in our thread, so those of you who weren't able to see the thread can see them. Um, <clears throat> LaShonda uh, says, what or who do you believe in, religiously speaking? 
Um, do you want children? What is your relationship like with the women and men in your family? Because that's key regardless of your gender. Um, what is your plan for retirement, after retirement, and when do you plan to retire? Are you a forgiving person or do you hold grudges? That number five was huge for me. Number three and number five were huge for me because it speaks a lot about your person when your person's not with you. Um, so those that that one I really, really, I really, I really dug those. Um, do you guys have questions that you think that we should be asking? Because I know, Kels, that, that's a big one. You know, we don't want to go into those, like what you were saying before. Yeah. But are there, are, are there some things that you really want to add to this list so far? We've got ten questions that we think we should be covering before we, we say I do or even really make the decision to move forward with the I do. Did you, put, did you put on there, do you have a secret I need to know? Is that one of the questions? I was trying to follow along, but. No, it's but it should be. It absolutely should. You got anything you need to get off your chest, homie? Yeah. <laughs> anything you need to tell me about you, your family, anything? I just don't. I, you know, my whole thing is, I think I can. I could take a lot of stuff. I can almost probably um, look past the past as long as I know about it. Don't you know? Don't take me to your house and. Your dad is now your mom. Like, prepare me yeah. Yeah. for stuff like that, family secrets. If, you know, if we're at that level, I think that's another thing people don't discuss at all. You know, the the good, bad, and the ugly. Like, I want to know the ugly stuff before my homegirls find it on Facebook. Because they stopped your page. But they privatized themselves, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, 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 <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a good stalker. I tell you all the time. If I go to stalk somebody's page, I always end up on World Star Hip Hop or Hip Hop World Star, however you say it. I always end up on World Star. Like I click on one picture, then if somebody comments something, I'm on their page. Oh no! <laughs> then I'm, uh-huh. then I'm, all I'm still dinner about my protecting, honey. <laughs> I had to tell yeah, you, you know. I have, we tracked down Kelly Kelly the other day. Me and Michelle had to track her down. She didn't even realize she was missing. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. We ain't talking. Like, I had timelines and everything. Like, there's, there's a definite gene that certain people have for detecting stuff. I can't do it online. It's too long. Too short. Too short. Put me in the bushes somewhere. I'm good. But if you put me online, it's not going not, to not work. Too funny. Yeah. Rashad has a list of, of things that he thinks we need to know before transitioning, so I'm going to defer back to, to Wynn at a later time in the in the comment section. But uh, what are your, do you have uh, questions that you think should ask the potential base for making her wifey? Man, man, man. I could think of a million, but uh, let me see. Uh, I, I did like that secrets one. Everybody want to know if you got any secrets. Um, definitely want to know. Uh, I mean, what your long term goals are. I want to know that before we get married. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty simple when it comes to that. I'm waiting for the fire part, but uh, I don't know. I kind of like just the regular stuff. Part? Like, I mean, I'm waiting for the heat, you know what I mean? Like, the hot, when we get to the, you know, so why don't you do this and that 
the zero and ends. But like this is still my general yeah, this is still my general zone. I'm good here. Like I I can deal with, you know, regular stuff. Yeah, I just wanna know are you sane? Um, you know, are, um, um I don't know. I, I would have said a long time ago that you have to 100% believe the way I believe, but I don't really say that much anymore. Like, that's not the biggest. I mean, it's big, but it's not the biggest thing. We can get around that, and I've seen it work. I mean, I don't know, man. Relationships are so weird now that people work them the way that they work them, and what works best for you works best for you. And I just rather find out the way it is with the person that I'm with and then go the way they go. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of just got to for real feel people out and do it the way that they do it and allow them to do it the way that you do it, and y'all kind of mix each other's sauce. But I don't know. The whole looking at it to try and be like it was traditionally, I say that I'm more unorthodox now than I would have been any other time in life. And I also, I had uh, another um, listener uh, sent me a message and said that um, she felt like her and her ex did all of the, the you know, ask the right questions and everything. And she said that she was honest and he wasn't. So yeah, you got that. Yeah. Well, I say I kind of rather just do the the touch and go, the feel. You know what I mean? Feel while we go, learn with each mm-hmm. other kinesthetically. I'd rather see it for myself, so you can't lie. Like I can see that what you're saying is not what it is, or uh, and I just I don't know, man. It, it's more of a being around the person than it is a setting these blocks of rules for you know what I mean? Them rules don't mean nothing no way. Folks always get around them rules. Like <laughs> yeah. folks say stuff like, Oh, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that and be yeah. in by day that's three. I, I don't think it's necessarily, yeah, I don't think it's right. necessarily about rules. I hear I agree with you. I think that's what I don't think it's necessarily just about a rule. I think that you that the discussion and the actions have to line up. And so if you're if the discussion the actions line up, then you know, as you have under the discussions, you're also looking at the person's history too. So, you know, for example, if a person is like, Oh yeah, I'm a great communicator but they always fighting and they all you know, they don't have any friends and you know, they're you know what I mean, like there's certain things you can you're know, really not a great communicator, you you're not 'cause you'll your history says your history and, and, and what I see around you does not does not say that. So it, so for me, it's not really about rules. It's about um, about having certain discussions at least. And then the other part of it, to your to your point, Rashad, even if a person does lie, you know you're going to be able to go back to. But this is what you said, and and so if this is not who you are or what you're about, then you know then cool. Again, the purpose is I think for these discussions is to have them because first of all, they're going to change. A lot of the stuff that you talk yep. about is going to change, but it's to be able to at least be on the same page. So as it changes, um, you can change together. It's kind of that's really the point. Because if you don't talk about it, you don't know. You never really know if you don't ever at least approach the subject or uh, approach how you would approach the subject. So does a person communicate? Does a person like to argue? Like y'all know, I don't like to argue. So if a person likes to argue, they you know I'm not. I probably won't work well with them because. 
I'm not going to argue with you. So you just have to, you know, I think it's just about, I won't say the exercise, but having the conversation, having the discussion so you all can see, okay, how kind of we see as a couple. So, I mean, I I agree with your point. People are going to lie. People can definitely lie. I would like to qualify one statement, though. I think everybody says that they don't like to argue. But let's be honest, too. Don't nobody like to lose an argument either. So technically, if you're good enough to win an argument, you like to argue because you ain't going to lose it. I don't care to lose. Not necessarily. Right. Who likes to lose? I don't Uh -uh. like to lose, but I think the difference is for me is it's about creating a space of peace. And so for me, Mm -hmm. it's like, do I keep trying to make this point or – do I let it go knowing that this is going to come back? I mean, I might lose now. I might, you know what I mean? I might lose, but later on when it come back up, because what I see is is valid, then fine. We have, you know, then it happens then. But it's not, to me, it's not about, I don't, I hate losing, but to continue to have the same, to continue to have a discussion that's not really producing anything and that's only creating more and more contention, it's like, what, whatever, fine, you can have it. Now, if it's something that we need to continue to, you know, to go back and forth about, then that's fine. But ninety, the problem is ninety percent of the stuff that we that it is really not going to be that, in my opinion, relationship altering. It's that ten percent that you got to really, you know, that you got to really protect. My opinion. Yeah. That is my. Opinion. I, do it with y'all. I agree. I'm I, do it, I do it with y'all too all the time. What you talking about? When we when we get into it and we start talking, mm-hmm. I say my opinion. We do it all the time. Like we get to, and, and yeah. you would be like. Okay, whatever, and you just move on. It don't mean that you agree with me. <laughs> but it just means you now, know in this again, moment, let's just let it go. Cause not, but let me again qualify though. Like you saying shutting down, because that's what is considered shutting down. Now no, that does different. not work. That does There's not work in this down. thing we call dating. I'm telling yeah, you, I'm that not is not a fan down. favorite, <laughs> and I'm the shutdown king. Not shutting down. That's not shutting so how down. you both say that's not a fan different. favorite, and that's what you do? Right. Well, because I'm honest. <laughs> I'm very transparent. I know what my mess-ups are. Okay. Let's, hold on. It. Hold on. Let, hold on, Mr. Accountability. And I know you can't, you've can't. you been accountable for it. But what I'm saying is, if you know that that's what you do, how can you say, I'm I'm the king of it? That means you're going to keep doing it. <laughs> you're worse than anybody. No, no, no. no, no, no. No, it doesn't mean that I'm going to keep doing it. It means that I know that I do it and I'm good at it. doesn't mean that I enjoy having to be that guy, but I do know that I do it, and I know when I do it, I do it well. I know. So the I mean, many times when you think about what you're going to say, when you think about what you're going to say to be good at it, don't. Yes, I'm going to I'm gonna do better. That, I mean, just all, I'm going to do better. Because... I'm just gonna do better. I'm gonna do better. Equals. I ain't just to do. Shut down. <laughs> that means shut. That means you just shut down, right? Cause that's what you mean. You just shut down. Wah, wah, wah. I did not see. I did not just shut down. <laughs> but see, and that's the other thing, man. Like that's the other reason why I say I'm the shut down king. Cause it's like you can't. Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm not given the space now to really do anything else. Cause if I do it, then it's like. You shutting down. No, I'm not shutting down. I just, I don't want to argue. But that's shutting down. No, no, no. You, I mean, <laughs> nah, like, I, I don't, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a like it's a difference between shutting down and disengage. Like the shutting down, shut disengaging for the point of peace is to just say, listen, you know, it's it's one thing. Like you know, I don't I don't necessarily agree with your point of view, but okay, you know, I'm gonna, I don't think this is gonna be any productive for us to continue to go back and forth. That's ending an argument. Shutting down is 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 either an over aggressive or a passive aggressive response yeah. to an argument. Or to where you're yep. poking at the person because you know you know you're wrong, or because you don't like what they're saying, and you because they you, you can't make an articulate ar- uh, argument, you start you know we start diverting into a, a different responses. So that's when it, it becomes you know shutting down, or when it becomes something besides just saying, okay, you know what, this is not worth it. Like this is not like arguing about whether or not we going to Chipotle or whether we going to Chili's is not worth it. So let me just. You well, you know, you can have it. That mm-hmm. there's differences. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right, can I disengage. Right, now we're gonna can disengage I, from this. Can I, can, I, can I get my list real quick then, so we can go, go move on? Yes, Let me okay. get my list. I'm gonna be quick. So I got ten things that we need to discuss. We need to discuss, uh, and forgot. we need to discuss. We Go ahead, Kelly. about Lee, Mr. Lee. What'd you say? Come on, Mr. Lee. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know you know, I'm coming yeah. now. Um, so here's yeah. 10 things that we need to discuss prior to marriage. Number one, we need to have an intimate discussion and agree upon a financial plan. Again, you guys know in any type of relationship, there's always going to be a spender. In most relationships, there's going to be a spender and a saver. So we need to know who we are, and we need to come up with a financial plan. Who's going to handle the money? How are we going to handle the money? Um, what are our long-term goals? Are we, do we want, where do we, what kind of house do we want to live? What kind of kids do we want to have? What kind of things do we want to do? We need to have those discussions up front. Number two, you need to set fight rules. Fight rules meaning you need to know what out of bounds is for each person. Some persons, some people can handle cussing. Some people can't. Some people can bounce back from you talking about their mama. Some people can't. So you need to discuss what your fight rules are and how you're going to fight fair so that way you don't say something that 5, 10, 15 years down the road is still affecting your relationship. Number three, um, everyone uh, and everything comes second to your spouse. So you need to discuss how that looks to you um, because for some people who come from, for example, might come from a very close-knit family, it might be difficult for them to disengage from your family for holidays, for um, different, you know, different events. You know, if you're the type of person who talks to your mama every day and tell your mama all your business, how does your partner feel about that? If you're the type of person that never talks to your mama, how does your partner feel about that? So you need to realize that everyone and everything comes second to your spouse and develop what that looks like for your relationship. Number four, your house is your kingdom, meaning your family rules, um, your family rules that you come from, um, uh, are not more important than the family rules that you establish in your new relationship. So I understand that there were traditions and things that you had in your that you from mama and daddy and great grandma and and great great grandmama and great 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 granddaddy who came over on the boat and they had their traditions. But you need to decide in your relationship how you want to things to work in your kingdom. Number five, have an established um, date time. Um, and an established time that you spend with your friends. You need to know um, how often do you need to do this? How often is how how often do you need to get away? How important is it for you to have a um, you know a date 
date night, once a week, once a month? What, how, how important is that and when are you going to do it? Number six, checking in. Um, guys, even if she says she does not want you to check in, check in. And when I say check in, I'm not saying you got to tell her every little place that you go. But checking in could simply be, hey, I was just thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Just check in. Constant communication throughout the day for most women is vital. So you got to start doing that. And sometimes that's not important. Um, important to us. And this can be the other way around, too. So it needs to be discussed um, in a relationship. Number seven, do not treat sex like it's a chore and do not treat oral sex like it's only for special occasions. Whatever that other person's level of freak is, uh, as long as it's not something that is um, against the law or there's something that's against that devalues you, your humanity, y'all need to discuss what's fair and what's not fair, what goes and what does not go for your relationship. Money and sex are the two biggest issues, two biggest causes of divorce in this country, so you want to definitely make sure you cover those. Number eight, support each other's dreams like it's your very own. You need to have an intimate understanding of what that person's dream is, and you need to make it one of your top priorities to be either the, per- the catalyst of it or somebody or the cheerleader for it. Every woman wants a cheerleader. Every man wants a cheerleader. Everybody wants to be supported. So when you marry somebody, you are also marrying their dream, and you got to know what it is. Number nine, protect each other like you would protect yourself. So if you know that the person that a person is going to walk is walking into trouble, you need to be there to protect them and protect them from themselves too. So you want to protect them from anything that could hurt them, anything that could kill their their uh, dreams, anything that could possibly ruin their health or ruin your relationship. Protect them from anything. And then number ten, do not do not ten is probably the most important. Do not ignore issues if there is an issue. Being quiet about it and thinking it's going to go away does not work. You have to find a way to make it work and to practice uh, and, and to walk through the communication process to deal with whatever the issue is. You cannot have a good relationship and ignore issues. Issues are like cancer. They don't go away. They only grow. And you got to go in, cut the thing out in order for um, your system or your marriage to properly work. So those are my ten things that have to be discussed before marriage. Marriage is a beautiful thing, but we got to make sure um, we got to make sure that we make it beautiful. That's all I got. Love it. That is a list, and you did it quickly. I'm here for it. <laughs> for those who were not able to take notes as quickly as when was shooting those off, you all can jump over to the live and check them out. They have been listed there, um, so you can take your proper notes. But at this time, because we are over time, it is time to get into our second song of the night, which is Dear R&B by Raya. Raya? Jay. Raya? Mm-hmm. Raya? I'm going to get it right.
Yes. I love it. That is my jam. I love it. Like, I, I just go to another place every time I hear it. <laughs> but now it is time for our hot topic. Uh, hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. Servicing women of all sizes that want to show off their curves. So, the hot topic is an interesting one. And sorry, trying to get back to my little notes. But uh, we're basically wanting to talk about friends with benefits. So, one of our school members, Miss Tara, posted a friends with benefits starter pack. So, I'm going to read the starter pack first before we get into the discussion. So, the starter pack says, you have no title. You really go out on dates. Date plans are usually last minute. You avoid discussing the future. Um, texting is your main form of communication. I have a problem with that. But anyway, friends will be a good starter pack. You have no pictures together. You haven't met their friends. You still attend important events solo. You feel confused more than 50% of the time. The only thing you have in common is good sex. You're not official, but you're loyal. Everything is private. Nothing is public. So those um, are basically, I guess, the situation uh, for a friends with benefits partnership. (laughs) And the question was, has this become normal? Um, there is a post put up, and I was gonna. I'm gonna read a couple of comments, and then I'm gonna go. She's the host. Um, so one of the comments says, "Wait, I thought friends with benefits was someone who just called to get sex, and that's it. So all the other stuff on that list is new to me. But who still has FWDs? And she says, "Learning this new lingo." Um, Another person said that they were saying that uh, they their FWB situation breaks all the rules. So it's almost like a FWB slash BS. <laughs> and so the initials, I hope everyone is following along, FWB is friends with benefits. Uh, BF usually means boyfriend. So um, what do you guys think? I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with our vets because they probably haven't had this type of situation either at all or in a long time. So what do you think about this? As you guys may be foreign, I'll start with when. What do I think about it? Yeah. Like, what do you think about the whole friends with benefits? Um, you know, this, has it become common? Is it normal? Um, you know, what are, just what are your thoughts about it? Um. Yeah, it's become common. It's become common. Um, because I think it's become common. Number one, because nobody wants to be in a commitment and it's not wants to be committed. But I think more than that, nobody wants to be committed because nobody wants to a what um do do and be responsible for what commitment comes with, and b nobody wants to be hurt. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's easier just to, just to try to have something that's set up that amplifies the what you see as the good parts and not the other stuff. Okay. So, I can see that. So yep. you think 
So you think the things on the list are just um, amplifiers of what people, most people think is good in a relationship? Yep, I think that, yeah, except for, now I will say this, I actually think for the, the ones that I see now, some of them actually do go out on dates. So now that part of it is actually pretty interesting because some of them, they'll go out on dates. They just, when they go out, they just don't, um, uh, they still don't have a title. Okay. Okay. What you what you think, Miss Q? What's going on over there in the live? What do you think? <laughs> um, so far I don't have any comments on the live from listeners just yet. Um <clears throat> as far as is it normal from my perspective, yes. I do think that um friends with benefits have definitely become a thing. And I believe for the same reasons that when listed that but I think fear is probably the number one spot. Fear of getting hurt is probably more the issue than <clears throat> the commitment. Like, if you you can commit to something that you're pretty sure is not going to hurt you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're cool with signing up for something. Like, you don't have no problem really loving your mama because your mama's never really hurt you like that. So you can commit to right. even hurting other people for your mama because you know at the end of the day, mama got you. <clears throat> Right. We're not supposed to put that kind of trust in other people. So it's easier to satisfy our human needs with the friends with benefits to have our, our, you know, all of our friendly stuff and companion things satisfied without having the attachment or thinking, tricking ourselves into thinking there's no attachment involved in it because we haven't given it a title. I learned I'm, I'm not built for a friends with benefits situation. It's just not how I'm built. I don't love that way. I don't interact that way. I don't, I just don't. It doesn't work well for me. Um, and I just know that I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a detached interactor, period. If I've allowed you in my space, especially in my intimate space like that, there's going to be something that comes from that. So <clears throat> that has, that whole thing doesn't really work for me, but I think that it's starting to work for a lot of other people because it's almost a survival thing. You know, mm-hmm. I love them no longer giving me life so I'm over it. I think that's really what a lot of people are at. When love stops bringing you life, so I, you don't see it as that giving force anymore. So well, anyway. Let me, let me, let me jump in there real quick because I know Rashad and Kel are going to get something different, but let me say this. First of all, let me, let's, let me be completely transparent. Uh, post-divorce, I have been, I have had a friends with benefits um, situation before. Um, and so, and the issue for me was not that I didn't um, um, do all that stuff or that I was, you know, it it really what it boiled down to for me was post-divorce, I didn't want, like, you can have all the benefits of being in a relationship, but as long as I don't call you being in a relationship, then it's okay because now I don't have to, you know, I don't have any ownership. And so all the benefits, everything, it wasn't one. Of, it wasn't like we just talked at night. Which it wasn't none of that. Like you literally would have, could have thought that there was a relationship happening, except I refused no to call to, to give that name. Because in my mind, if I don't give you the name, I can't get hurt. <clears throat> no. So, get hurt every day. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, yeah, but I think you well, know, and again, I think like I said, post post divorce, it was for me, and like I said, it was dumb. Don't get me wrong, it was it was bad. It was not the right no, thing okay. to do, 
But I just wanted to, you know, when you when you hurt, you'll do stupid, you'll do stuff like that. Yeah, and I would I'm gonna jump in before me and Rashad give our opinions, but and just read what the poster Miss um, Tara wrote with the post, and she said, um, "Is it just me, or does this seem to be the norm these days? Nobody wants any strings attached. No one wants to be claimed or claim you." Is it because the people who are okay with this type of relationship have been hurt so much that they're just over having a relationship? Or are we just getting, excuse me, are we just content with whatever attention we can get settling? Me personally, I feel like it's a waste of my time. I will admit I've been fooled into thinking a guy was really feeling me only to get what he was after and then his whole attitude changed. But guess what? Mine changed too. I am more than some A sugar sugar. Miss me with the FWB. So, um, <laughs> yeah. It looks, she, you know, she's all the same page with, yeah, yeah might, might have been full, but I'm, I'm not going forward. Uh, there's several people understand that they were, you know, uh, they totally agree. Um, one person saying when I was single, I was all about the FWB. I made the rules. Um, I was in that situation before for a year. Would I do it again? No. Somebody else said in the six ain't even good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm just gonna I'll give my thoughts on it. I was in uh, on again, off again kind of situationship like that. Uh, FWB for hmm, probably. Totally, maybe we knew each other for 15 years, and I would say maybe, gosh, every other year, every two years during that time, we would have our little whatever. And I never really <laughs> a problem. <laughs> I never really had a problem with it. It was just, um, it would be awkward. But I didn't have a problem because I felt like that was like the always the plan B if something didn't work out or if you know, you know, got my feelings hurt or something like that. That was kind of something I, I could rely on, and I felt like he maybe thinks that I was like his little cheerleader. So we were like a crutch for so long. But um, after so many years, um, he. I don't know if he thought I was going to change or what, but he basically acted like he wanted something serious and didn't. It just messed everything up. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to waste, pretty much not going to waste any more time on something like that. But I'm not one of those, I'm not a lay-in-wait lady to where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to be married tomorrow. But Mm -hmm. I just think if you really value your time and – you know, yourself that you, you just have to find somebody that's going to treat you like they want to be treated. Nobody wants to be treated like the jar of pickles in the back corner of the refrigerator. <laughs> that was another yeah. post we had going on. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my take on it. I But I don't, um, if you're in that space and you know you're, if both parties are honest with each other, I, I can't say that I can judge them either. But Rashad, uh-huh. what's your, what's your opinion? Oh, yeah, because these are all like, you know, these are all situational, you know, um, I, I guess I'm more of a kinesthetic person. I I understand or think that 
things happen the way they happen for reasons and the way they happen. Um, they're not always beneficial. They don't always help. They're not always the best. But sometimes things happen, and you either go with it or you cut it off at the head. Um, the problem is, I think, is that a lot of times, instead of cutting it off at the head, we stay on for the ride. And staying on for the ride is usually what causes the headaches and the problems. Um, if anything, I would say heed to the signs when you catch them, unless there's really something there worth working for and you know it and that's where you want to be. Like, if y'all have, you know, kind of, even in those, well, I won't call them situationships, people have conversations. So you kind of know where the other person's headspace is. So if the headspace ain't the same, then, you know, yeah, y'all kind of want to start shifting away from each other while it's early enough to do so, so that nobody has their feelings involved in it, and then it doesn't become a, um, a FWB. And, I mean, those come about because one person is feeling one way and the other person may feel higher or less. And then I mean, it comes back to people not feeling the same and communication. But the one thing that brings them together is sex. And, you know, it's easy to do that because it's like, oh, well, at least I get some time here. Even it may not be the time you want, but you get that time. So it's like, well, you know, I guess if this is all I can get, I'd rather have this because I know that person ain't there with nobody else. So, boom, it's me. And... It is what it is. But like I said, that's per person. That's how they chose it. Nobody can really be upset about it because ultimately you allow yourself to do it. So if you allow yourself to do it, you can't be mad about it. I mean, it's something that you want to do. Being mad about it is just for the fray. You know what I mean? Nobody care what you're doing with yourself. If that's what you chose to do, do it. Be proud about it. (laughs) Just, you know, at least make sure that you converse. What do I want to say it? Converse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say it on y'all, man, but I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the petty out of it. Conversate, and then, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, you just gotta talk, man. Everything comes back to communication, and that's where the problem is. Folks don't fully communicate what's going on, and a lot of the issue is that titles are always wanted, whether people say they don't want them or not. Titles are always wanted because you don't want, even if we don't have a title, you don't want the person you're dealing with dealing with somebody else. So obviously there's a title there. So, yeah, everybody wants a title, even though they're saying they don't. The, the title is WB. That's right. the title. <laughs> but this topic could go on and on, and I just won't. Uh, Ray Chan to know that he killed two puppies when he said conversate. And um, <laughs> I slid it in softly, though. Hey, that damn word. It's a word, though. Much as y'all hate yeah. it, it's a word. It's, it's a, a word. word. <laughs> Miriam Webster says it's a word. It's time to get, it's time for us to get to our. Uh, Passion talk. I'm not. I'm not gonna do this over shot. But um, yes. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Let me brace myself. 
<laughs> Father God. She uh, hopeful. And also there's Come down, Selector. Our ad, Teresa Taylor, of, uh, she's a realtor for Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma. We want to make sure if you are looking for a house or in the market to buy a home, please contact Miss Teresa Taylor. She's here to serve you to the fullest, and she says that you are her VIP. She's educated, honest, caring, loyal, trusting, and sincere. So reach her at 405-330-2626 or Teresa Taylor at kw.com. All right. All right, all right. So it is now time for our favorite, one of our, you know, my favorite <laughs> segment of the show where we bring on Miss Cicely Wilson and Miss Cicely Victoria. Our passion, our passion starter. I'm like so geek because I've been ready for this, this, this moment all day. So <laughs> come on, Miss Cicely, so we can get all of this in. All of this love, all of this light onto the show right now. Come on. <laughs> get it out today. Hello, my love. Hello, hello, hey, hello, my school. <laughs> How we doing? Hey, Scoop Nation. This is your girl. Oh, my Lord. Simply Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business street is to help train and equip people to up. find their voice of identity. So they can stop people-pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence, and communication. I'm the queen of empowerment. I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter, you guys. Can you hear me first and foremost? Yes, we can. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. All right, because it, it sounded like Winifred was talking over me, and I didn't understand that <laughs> foolishness. So, all right, so let's go for it, okay? <laughs> hey, Scoop Nation, love to you. Listen, I'm loving this topic, okay? I'm sorry I'm going to dig a little bit more into this space queue, as a matter of fact, okay, because <laughs> I think it would be beneficial, but I've been loving the conversation. You guys are lit tonight for sure. I'm just going to add a little bit to the pot. Uh, hey, Sean. Hey, Kels. I love y'all. Hey, Wien. I love y'all. Love y'all. Okay? Seven oh, ways. Here we go. Side, <laughs> don't she do it, okay? I'm just saying you call me side, <laughs> Lord. I'm spinning in a circle. I don't even know what to do. Seven ways to not count on somebody being your future spouse, okay? Seven mm-hmm. ways to not count on somebody being your future spouse, all right? So listen, get your pens and your paper, you know how we do it. This is no particular order. I'm really going to try to get through all seven. If I just get through half, when, please cut me some slack and allow me to finish the second half next week, okay? So no particular order, they are considered as isolated qualities, meaning don't hang your hat on these things alone for determining factors, okay? That's how we're going to look at them, all right? So number one, because they want to marry you or that, they love you does not qualify them, all right, because they want to marry you or that they love you does not qualify them, all right. I'm going to give you a little uh, backdrop. There have been plenty of men that have loved them from Sicily, okay, and have actually wanted to marry me, but listen, that didn't qualify them for doing so, okay. Ladies, you must have greater standards than somebody desiring your pretty tail, okay, especially if you got it going on, okay. Your standards got to just be a little, a little bit higher, all right. Ladies, have you heard of the principle or all, everyone that it's more important that a man loves you more 
quote unquote, then you love him. We probably heard of that principle, okay? Now, although I get that vantage point to an extent, but listen, just because somebody loves you more does not mean that you will automatically love them at all. Okay, so you have to assess, all right, that you actually love them back, not because, you know, love don't come automatic because somebody loves you. If you have never considered them as a would-be spouse ever, it may not be probable that the both of you are on one accord in that area, okay? It makes it real easy. It's not deep. Ladies, simply because it's established, okay, even according to Scripture, that is a man that finds a wife, right? I don't want you to be under the um, belief that it does not mean you have a choice in the matter, okay? You have a choice, okay, in the matter of who you say yes to, okay? You still have a right to say yes or no at the end of the day, okay? Number two, number two as to uh, ways to count on somebody not being your future spouse, okay? Ways to not count on because they are better, Please hear me, because they are better in comparison to what you once had does not qualify them. Because they are better in comparison to what you once had does not qualify them. Please, everyone, stay away from comparisonitis, okay? Somebody being better than another is not a standard, okay? It's a comparison. There's a difference. Do your best to solely examine someone based on themselves alone for the person that they are and not in comparison to another. That could be for both good or bad comparisons. There should be no such thing as a quote-unquote better than relating to a person, but rather you should have a measuring rod that should um, uh, allow you to see does this person meet your established standards that you have ahead of time, not that you're trying to figure out when you come into it, okay, as to what you need in a spouse according to suitability and complementary traits. That should be your measuring rod, not comparisonitis. Number three. Because you are good friends does not qualify them. Because you are good friends does not qualify them. Listen, although I believe you should have a a start as a good friendship basis, that should be a good foundational structure for any um, prospering and solid marriage in the future. Uh, But your friendship as your foundational structure and building is good, but it can't end there alone. It cannot end there alone as because we're such great friends. This must mean X, Y, Z. No, it doesn't. I have absolutely astounding male friends, Nation, astounding, that would do anything for me, okay? Some of my biggest cheerleaders, they love me dearly, but I have no desire to be in romantic relationship with them no matter what they desire with me. Okay, and so listen, communication is very key here to make sure everyone is on the same page as it relates to the type of connection that we have in order that people know how to conduct themselves accordingly, because at the moment that they don't, then that's when strict boundaries need to be enforced, because there's nothing more frustrating than allowing someone to make a move towards you, and you're just not that into them, okay? Don't allow yourself to settle for any prospective spouse that is not mutually passionate for you or that you are for them or vice versa. Hear me? (laughs) Don't allow for your passion to be wasted, all right? If you are a passionate individual, you deserve a passionate partner that can equally share that passion with you if they do not leave them where they at. 
and find someone who can match you in your level of passion. That passion and attraction is not evident after, uh, if that passion and attraction is not evident after a considerable period of time, you guys, knowing each other, spending time with someone, it do, it's not necessarily going to grow on you or drop on you by osmosis. No, it doesn't. It's not going to be conjured up or controlled because you want it to. Listen, either people have passion or they don't, okay? So that is an inside job. Nobody can give you passion. You have to cultivate that intricately for yourself. Listen, wait for the friendship, okay? This is how you can govern that. Wait for the friendship itself to be set on intimate fire. Huh? This is you can have a friendship. I heard I've heard it said that set on fire that would make for a beautiful marriage. Okay, that's how I've heard it communicated, and that that would make for a probable prospective spouse. Number four. This is what you don't want to count on as somebody's your future spouse because y'all look good together. Y'all got the same hobbies. Y'all like the same cereal or TV shows, okay? Because y'all external, you got external similarities and attractions, all right? That does not qualify them. Listen, y'all, just because you photogenic together in your selfies, okay, don't make it anything, all right? Listen, two demons can look good together, okay? Can I say that? Aside from how your selfies, okay, are coming out, find out if you really like the person after the picture, okay? Find out if you like them at the end of the day. Notice I didn't say love them. I said like because love is a choice and even a command in some circles. But like is a preference. It's the same thing that you determine who you keep in your circle and who you don't. You need to focus more on your likes as opposed to love. Do I like this in this individual? Okay, can I gel with that? Okay, so that's you need to focus on your likes. Number five, because you have physical attraction alone with nothing more does not qualify them to be your future spouse. Okay, listen. You need to stay. Okay, because you have (laughs) physical attraction alone, sexual attraction. Okay, let's add that to the mix. Physical and sexual attraction and energy alone with nothing more, no thing, no thing more does not qualify them to be a probable prospective future spouse for you. Listen, you need to stay sober, Pookie. Stay sober in your head, okay? Stay sober with your head, man. And I'm not talking about the one below. And women, don't you get too emotionally intoxicated as we can be prone to do in honeymoon stages. Listen, my spiritual leader says it like this. In dating, you should allow your head and your heart to travel together. Let there be a balance, okay, in the mix. Don't let one get ahead of the other in determining anything. If you want to focus on anything emotionally, what you could be checking on is how emotionally intelligent they are. What is their EQ, okay, baby? Because that's going to really determine the type of person you're dealing with, okay? Their EQ, not their IQ, 
Do they parallel and esteem your greatness as a person? These are some questions you can ask. Is the energy frequency that's operating, that they're operating on, to a level that you can glean from and matches yours? Can you eat from their table, in other words? Do they have enough to share with you? Okay, how do they handle conflict with you and with others? What is their esteem of themselves? What is their self-worth? What is their value system of themselves? It is important to know that about a prospective spouse because all of those conditions will ultimately impact you. Listen, I was once told by a married man in the past, a friend of mine, that I should have a greater spiritual connection, which I equate to a sobering connection, most of all, than an emotional one with the man. And I was really grateful for him um, sharing that with me. After you finish having a good time in bed, okay, peaches, do you enjoy being in their presence, okay? Do you share the same convictions in life? Can you have conversations with them on end and enjoy it upon hours if it came to that? Listen here, I have had amazing, yes, I said it, amazing lovers that could flip me, trick me, lick me like nobody's business, but those same lovers I had to get restraining orders on. Do you hear me? Okay, and that is not an exaggeration. This is why it's important to go through the front door of things, okay? The front door is the spiritual door, not the back door. The back door is physical. The back door is sexual. The back door is emotional, okay? Those entrances have deceptive qualities about themselves that can mask as something that's right for you when it could be wrong It's two left shoes. Back door entrances want to cheat process. You better write that down. Backdoor entrances want to cheat processes. For those interested in spiritual conditions, you can survey the following things. Can they get a prayer through? Can they pray for you? I love what Real Talk Kim says. If they can't pray, he can't stay. Do they love and obey the word, okay, or your God? Do they have a principled living life? Do they have standards lived out in their lives based on their belief system? Do they celebrate certain disciplines in their life? This is what you can check out when you're checking for the spiritual compass and conditioning of an individual. Number six, because they are saved from, from um, you know, saved crowd out there, okay, from a Christian to love the Lord, holly, okay, because they are saved and love God alone does not qualify them. Let me say it again. Because they are saved and love God alone does not qualify them. Every saved woman and man can't prospectively be your spouse. Some may just be meant to be your brother and sister. Real talk. For instance, if you are a carnivorous, meat-eating saint that's been walking with God for about 20 years, okay, you functioning in full-time ministry, and you trying to hook up with a newly saved person that is still on milk and on the bottle, listen, that just qualifies them both being saved, but it does not mean you're equally yoked. What you need to stop doing is stop trying to be Captain Save-A-Hole, okay, otherwise known as missionary dating, because you're going to make somebody be your husband and your wife because you like them physical qualities about them so much that you want to keep them. Stop trying to build a boo. Listen, I've been there, y'all. I don't want to build a boo for years. You can't do it, okay? Stop trying to build a boo. You want them to 
to look like this one, love me like that one, talk to me like this one, cook for me like this one. You can't do it, okay? Make a decision as to what it is that you want and to see if the person has that and then stop, you know what I'm saying, trying to get some perfection because it ain't out there. Number seven, for women in particular, don't count on this being your prospective spouse because your clock is ticking and you still want to have kids with the husband in the picture or have guilt-free sex. It does not qualify them. Get yourself some healthy distractors that will take care of your hormonal conditions and buy you some time doing things that you won't regret later or get you stuck. You have to strengthen your belief system better than just believing to the extent that because this person is breathing, they're not in jail, they heterosexual, um, they look at least so-so. They got all their teeth. She can cook or look good. He sort of kind of got a job. They cure me of my loneliness. I got a guaranteed sex partner, et cetera. All that foolishness. You have to believe for the one that will make you better. Who will be a compliment for you? Who is suitable to you and for you? Who has the capacity to travel with you into your future 20 years plus down the line? Not just who you are today because you should ever be evolving and growing. Who is that person? Point them out. Before you start considering anyone as a would-be spouse, make sure your standards and your motives are healthy, pure, and intact. Listen, the bonus is don't look at somebody as prospective spouse because you love their kids. Okay, because that does not qualify them. You are not marrying their kids. You're marrying them, okay? You marry the parent. Be a mentor to them children. Believe that parent alone if they are not if they are not a match for you. Listen, this is a passion talk we got for the day, y'all. Listen, we <laughs> we encourage people, encourage confidence and communication skills, okay? We help you to fortify your voice of identity so you can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. Did y'all like that? Girl. You should see my live right now. First of all, <laughs> I forgot what y'all numbers we were on, trying to keep up one with the comments and two with the little mini nuggets that you dropped between numbers. <laughs> between numbers. <laughs> you absolutely killed that. Like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Even I agree I with you. I love y'all. Oh, right. yeah. Well, Lord, if I got approval, the night is done. I can go to sleep now. It is it's no, official. You just said some nuggets that I didn't say. You just said some nuggets that I hadn't put in some ears. And, 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 you know, look, you you on. You was on fire tonight. You did that's that. What, I, that's what, I just want to say that you stepped all on my toes, so I don't even like you right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Kim. This is what I live for. I love you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, you are Scoop Nature. I love you, Scoop Squad. I love you. Please shoot, 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 okay, on on that because I want you to get your best, just like I want to get my best. Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose. I want you to stay in power. I want you to stay in passion. I want you to stay on fire. I love y'all. The life stay lit. I'm out of here. Peace. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe I had to agree with her. Until she hangs up, like I flipping love to sleep. Like she's one of That's my favorites. Well, we got, we got, I, I can't believe I seconds. genuinely had to agree with her. Oh, sorry. Ninety, 90 seconds. seconds. Let's go. What?
What happened? What happened? Final word. <laughs> 90 seconds. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you well, guys don't I know get me and tickets Kel. for Kel's um, fashion show. The Black Cat event is coming up. It is going to be on Saturday, October 28th at 8.30 at Russell's. If you are in the scoop, you know where Russell's is. But in case you don't, it's Tower Hotel, 3233 Northwest Expressway, Oklahoma City, 73112. Eventbrite is where you get your links. Um, get your tickets. I'm sharing it. Get your tickets. You want to be there. It's going to yes. be sexy. It's going to be curvy. Come get it. Yes. <laughs> Come to you, the bathroom. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> My All right, so y'all have a good night. You good. <laughs> y'all have a great week. Have a really, really great week. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. <laughs> Keep it petty. Do something petty. Be productive. Be productive. All right. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, have a good show. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for the Word on Wednesday starting at 7 o'clock with Pastor Burn. Make sure you download Nebo Exposure magazine. Go to NeboExposure.org. We love you. We appreciate you. Food Nation. A lot of that. Have a good rest of your week. Hello, Q, Michelle, Rayon, Fire Spider. Love you. Thank you. Y'all have a good rest of your week. You don't even want love. Then tell me why you're here, love. If you could just give it, I should just spend it while you're standing here. First you say you're with me. Then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you believe This love is forever gone And would you Take this long Sweet road And pull it together Baby If this is goodbye Uh-huh.